Welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Catherine Perry. I am your host. So if you are new, welcome. And if you have listened before, welcome back. And happy new moon. Happy first new moon of 2021. I'm really excited to dive into the new moon aura healing for today. And the theme that I'm going to be focusing on is redefining the concept of home. So I believe, okay, so it's Capricorn season and bear with me, my knowledge of astrology, I feel like out of a scale of like one to 10, it's like a level three. You know, I can carry a conversation. I can understand what people are talking about, but I by no means am connected to astrology in some way that some people just channel it, you know? Um, But I have a general understanding of what everything is. So yep, it's Capricorn season. And so the full moon was in Cancer, which does actually have a lot to do with family and home. And I found it so interesting because this is obviously um, far past the cancer, the full moon in cancer. A lot was coming up for me surrounding, you know, what does home mean to me and what does family mean to me? And that's why I love, you know, I mean, I love so many different languages, but I always find it interesting, you know, how those, you know, what we can be feeling inside of us is aligned with, you know, what might be happening with the planet. So um, I'm very much for people that, you know, have such a deep relationship with astrology. I think it can be so much fun to look at and it can be incredibly illuminating and revealing. And so I, but I did notice, I was like, hmm, why is it that, you know, even past the full moon, I still have like themes of home and family on my brain, right? You know, because I'm pretty sure, I mean, I think in astrology, Cancer is kind of like the mother and then Capricorn is kind of like the father. And like I said, very, very, I've got a very, very basic, you know, understanding of what, you know, the signs are and the planets are, et cetera, et cetera. So I decided, I was like, hmm, I wonder, you know, what other language could describe why it is that I'm thinking about redefining my concept of home and redefining my concept of family so much, um, especially in the new year. I just felt it. I felt it as soon as you know, 2021 rolled around and I mean, happy 2021. Not sure if I already said that. Um, And yeah, I was just wondering why I felt so deeply connected to that theme. So I was like, you know, just having some fun looking at, you know, other languages I've connected to the, connected to in the past. And I noticed that for numerology, my purse, and I know like numerology is not, I don't think as mainstream as astrology is, but Um, within the world of numerology, my number this year is six, my personal year number. And that actually does have a lot to do with family and home. So that's why I think it's so cool to kind of, I mean, to definitely develop your own language and to, you know, have your own understanding and to channel your own understanding, but also be open to, you know, everything else that is just like, everything else that is available to you and everything else that can capture your spirit in such beautiful ways. So, um, well, that explains the, probably the heavy focus on family, but yes, that is what we are going to be talking about today is 
redefining home and family. And I can't wait to see, you know, what else this aura has to reveal. But before we get started, what I like to do is just take a couple of moments. I personally close my eyes, take a couple of deep breaths and invite in my spirit family to guide me and to guide the aura reading. That's just one example. So I kind of do like a mini like prayer just to like set my intention, you know, invite them in. So and then, you know, if you there's so many different ways you can set up the space for some people. It's just like getting quiet and like connecting to themselves. You know, you might want or you might want to invite in your spirit guides, you know, whatever it is that, you know, you feel really, really connected to just to guide you, you know, in your time here. So it's very, very personal, which is why I used to actually start with like an opening prayer. But then I was like, you know what? Everybody has like their own thing, you know, in the spirit of just diversity and finding your own way of connecting to yourself. You know, that's kind of the time to like open up with something that really means something to you. So I'm going to hopefully that was clear enough. Um, But yes, so just I'm going to take a couple of moments, you know, close my eyes, take a couple of deep breaths. If you need more time to set up the space for yourself, just feel free to hit your pause button and then we will get started with this aura reading. So a couple of deep breaths and we will get started. Okay, perfect. So speaking of, you know, kind of channeling and finding your own way, you know, like I was saying with the intention, maybe five seconds ago, we have the prayer to kick off this new moon aura healing. So the prayer is incredibly special to me. It's one of my two main archetype cards. So I'm never surprised when it pops up in an aura healing. Um, The archetype cards are so interesting in that we all have all of them inside of us, but Certain ones can pop up, you know, during certain times if we are going through a season with a card, I like to say, or a cycle or something like that. Um, And because we are human and we all have very different human experiences, you know, for example, I've gotten to know certain cards better than others, you know, just by spending more time with them. So, for example, we have the prayer and the heart to start out to start out with. The heart has come through you know, several times, definitely not as much as the prayer, you know? So I'm, I feel so connected to all of them in a very different way. Like they all, I, they all have like a very special place in my heart, to be honest. Um, but those relationships are always different, but yeah, let's begin with the prayer. So I love the prayer with respect to, especially with respect to redefining home because for me okay so the prayer is a part of the violet family and the violet family is the channeling family so the violet family has a lot to do with finding your own relationship with god source creation the universe spirit or yourself you know your own soul you know so i'm i use all of those interchangeably you know god is the same thing to me as source is the same thing to me as unconditional love And it's also the same thing to me as, you know, connecting to yourself. They're all equal to me. So just keep that in mind, you know, because the prayers energy, there is a couple. Yeah, there's a lot of violet. So just keep that in mind whenever I talk about the violet family or actually anything else for that matter. Um, But the prayer, it is a very, the prayer and violet just as an aura color in general, those are very, very special to me because... Developing my own relationship with 
spirit, God, source, creation, unconditional love has literally changed my entire life. You know, that it has taught me the where there is just so much power in connecting to your own spirit and not necessarily just, you know, doing what everybody else is doing. You know, the prayer has taught me so much about how we all innately have our own very, very unique, very, very special connection to unconditional love and how that connection inside of us creates our world outside of us. And so that's why I'm really excited to start with the prayer because essentially what's happening, whenever the prayer comes up in any aura healing, it reminds me to just like relax and kind of receive, you know, however it is that I define home, for example. So um, the prayer can, I mean, all, all archetypes can show up in any aura reading. And so yeah, whenever the prayer shows up and it reminds me to just like sit back, relax, don't overthink, you know, whatever it is that you're kind of like overthinking, just, you know, huh, cut that out and channel, you know, whatever it is that subject means to you. So essentially the prayer, all of the violet within this aura is reminding me just, you know, receive what does family and home mean to you? You know, not necessarily don't like get caught up. And this is, I mean, medicine for me, medicine for everybody, but just don't get caught up in, you know, whatever you were previously taught was home and family. So for me, I mean, we all, and this is where it gets so interesting. And this is where, you know, our history can really impact us, you know, in terms of how we heal ourselves and how we show up, you know, to heal the collective aura in general. So for example, you know, I know people and there is no, you know, right or wrong here. Like I've one of my best friends, um, she grew up in like a very, you know, I guess we could say like, not to say that every family doesn't have its problems, but she grew up in like a very cookie cutter family, you know, um, one mom, one dad, you know, neither one of, I mean, both of them are cis, you know, both, neither one of them are gender fluid in any way. So yeah, one mom, one dad. Um, she's like a triplet. So that's pretty cool, actually. Um, so maybe that's a little bit, I mean, yeah, that's, I guess, not super normal. It's really cool. Um, she's really cool. Um, but family for her, and this is also, I just like received this too, you know, I guess there's no such thing as normal, but there are different things I feel like where, you know, we kind of feel shaken up in our lives where we feel like we're meant to pay attention to. So like, for example, family for her, or maybe this is like a better way of saying it, like family for her has never really been a trigger as much as, you know, other things have been. And I feel like we all have different kind of triggers in our lives. And this is not like a hot take or anything, just because, you know, we have different things we can pay attention to and different things that we have to heal. You know, for example, a lot of the imaginal space has a lot to do with the concept of, you know, these three separate relationships, you know, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with, you know, you know, depending on, you know, what you believe in. Um, for me, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with God, source, spirit, the universe, creation, and then your relationship with our universal family and how all of those come together, you know, because we are all one team. We are all one cosmic family. And I don't believe, I don't know if I discussed this on this podcast but a large, you know, reason behind that is because, you know, I probably have like a lot of, you know, triggers and healing to do surrounding family, 
you know, so that's why I'm really excited for this year in like a very weird way. I don't think it's going to be necessarily easy all the time um, just because or like wounds, right? Like we all have like a wound somewhere. It's The orphan is not in this spread specifically, but this is a great example. We all have the orphan within us. So again, for my friend, you know, her core wound, I know what it is. Um, not, I mean, whatever. I know what it is and it doesn't have anything to do with family, not really specifically. Um, she has her own thing. You know, none of us escape that. You know, we all have all 78 of the archetypes within us. We all have a wound in some way. You know, it just what really. Oh, I did. I probably talked about this before. Um, I think in the silver, because the orphan is a silver card. So in the introduction to Aura Colors silver episode, I feel like I went um, into a brief description of, you know, wounds and, you know, how important it is to really shift our relationship with them. It's not the wound that's like a problem. You know, like I said, we all have them. Mine has to do a lot with family. Hers is something else. Yours is something else. And then somebody I don't even know, you know, may or may not have the same one as me, you know, um, none of them, I guess, are better or worse than the other. It's just our relationship with them. So for me, for example, I think I explained this on that episode. I don't think the imaginal space would be what it is now if it wasn't for, you know, the wound I have surrounding family and the basically the healing opportunity you know, I have that is concentrated and focused on this theme of home and family, you know, so that's a little bit, I know the orphan, the orphans actually, Ooh, you know what? It's in one that I'm probably going to record sometime soon. So I guess I'll go deeper into that there. And these aura healings are very, very much connected. Um, but just keep that in mind, you know, so I just, I didn't even think about that. So I'm actually really, I'm so much more excited for this year than I was literally I mean, five minutes ago, um, because home redefining home and family, I feel like that's going to be, you know, such it's going to be very, very interesting to see just, you know, what downloads, what visions, you know, what understandings really come through this year in particular. Um, but yeah, back to the prayer. Um, OK, so like I said, all the way back um, the prayer in any or healing, the prayer in any, yeah, the prayer in or any or healing, you know, with respect to any subject just reminds me to really receive what home and family means to me. And well, in this case, what home and family means to me and not necessarily get caught up in, you know, what you think it is or what you or basically, you know, whatever attachments you might have to what that might look like. And like I was saying earlier about my friend, you know, especially not what it looks like for anybody else. You know, that is the beautiful essence of the prayer because the prayer on its own, you know, especially within the Violet family reminds us that all of our relationships with God are infinitely unique. You know, they are infinite, infinitely unique. They are infinitely complex. No way of connecting to God is the same as anybody else's. You know, even if you do like, let's just say, um, Two people are like Catholic or something like that. A uh, super basic example. Um, or yeah, they both even maybe they are both Catholic and maybe they both go to the same church and maybe they literally are in like the same church group, you know, maybe they literally sit together, you know, at the same church at the same time every single Sunday. Doesn't matter. You know, they all 
everybody has their own, you know, unique relationship to God, even if they literally read the same, you know, literally if they did everything else the same, you know, it's up to you. And that's what the prayer is. So even if, you know, there is like a cultural understanding of family and if even if there is like um like all of your friends and even your family has like a very, you know, whatever concrete understanding of family and maybe they seem similar, it's actually all different. And that's the beauty of Violet. The beauty of Violet is realizing that you have the opportunity to truly channel every single dimension of creation, every single, you know, experience. So, you know, today we're talking about home and family, right? Um, But you have the opportunity to channel your own understanding of not only home and not only family, but like uh, relationships, romantic relationships, friendships, you know, what are friendships really to you? And you can get really, really creative. Violet is a very, very, you know, creative um, color. You know, creativity is not just limited to orange. You know, orange is a lot about, you know, creativity and co-creation and your relationship with creation and what that looks like. Um, But Violet is, you know, it is a, if anything, I would say orange is kind of like an active creativity. And then Violet is more of like a receptive creativity. So it's just receiving, it's, it's receiving what it is that you truly already know and not based on your third or just like your surroundings, you know, not, and then really not taking anything for granted. You know what I mean? So for example, I mean, this is kind of impossible for me, but you know, this is the cool part um, about, you know, something like the orphan and just like, you know, really paying attention to where your wounding is. If anything, I would say wherever your wound is, it gives you the opportunity to not to channel something and to do something different and to not take that for granted. So for me, it's not like I had like a terrible childhood or anything. It was just not, I guess you could just say not like conventional, you know? Um, For instance, my parents are divorced. You know, that's no big secret. And it's not, I mean, so many people are divorced. I'm pretty sure the divorce rate is at 50%, you know? So, I mean, back then it was a little strange, I guess, to have like divorced parents because that wasn't the norm, you know? And I'm not saying it's the norm now and it not saying it should be the norm. It shouldn't be anything, you know, it can, you know, it is what it is. Um, but back then it wasn't, you know, and I mean, yeah, now, now, yeah, I think it is like 50%, right? Isn't that crazy? Um, but that's, you know, that's for like a bunch of different things, but you know, that is to say at the time it wasn't like, it wasn't crazy abnormal. Like for example, I remember like my other best friend at the time in like middle school, high school, her parents were divorced too, you know? So it's not to say like that on its own, you know, warrants some like huge wound. There were like other things in my family where, you know, family and home was like, that just made it like a deeper wound for me. Um, But all of that is to say that those wounds, and again, this is where your relationship with them is really, really, really important. It's a healing opportunity. You know, it's like, it's a love opportunity to love through and I don't mean this in like a spiritually bypassed way. Trust me, I've like been through it, you know, with this wound in particular. I've spent so much time with it, but it is a very unique opportunity to love something that you thought you thought maybe you couldn't before. And trust me, I and this is where it is kind of beautiful. I'm still receiving, you know, so much love. Like I said, you know, the imaginal space is rooted in a lot about, you know, us being one universal family. Don't think that would have been a thing if I weren't constantly thinking about, 
you know, what does family really mean to me because of the original wound, because of the original trigger, you know, that's mine to constantly heal. And what's beautiful about healing is, you know, for me, healing is not like, it's not something that's ever done because healing for me is revealing the unconditional love, revealing, you know, the, um, the creation, revealing the God, revealing the source, revealing the spirit within and God is infinite. Unconditional love is unconditional. It's limitless. It is also infinite. You know, there's no end, you know, there's no end to, you know, the creativity and, you know, how much I could possibly channel with respect to home and family. And, you know, what does that really mean to me and getting really, really, really creative with it. So that's the prayers energy. And I'm so happy to start off with a prayer and it goes beautifully with the heart. So the heart is a part of the green family. And that's why there's probably, you know, within this pair, you know, violet and green together has a lot to do with channeling your own healing. And so I feel like the heart's message was just naturally entwined in everything that I was just saying, because I mean, I'm not going to say something like cheesy, like the home is where the heart is. And I did just say it anyway. So, you know, I guess, hmm. but I mean, I love the prayer and the heart together because again it though I guess the heart brings out this dimension of the prayer that has to do with just going inward a little bit more and again not paying attention to you know what does everybody else think about family or what should family be like you know I don't even like the word should because it implies that you know some well something should be different or you know should be you know not what it is now when there are plenty of cards in here that really call you to be present, you know, should kind of the word should in general just kind of takes you away from being present because then you're just imagining, you know, how things could be or how things like should have been Um, in that. Yeah. Ultimately, I feel like that kind of takes you out of your heart a little bit. Um, But the heart is just like a very it's a very gentle energy. Um, There are some cards in here. I mean, a lot of them have like a lot of strong energy and I can just like feel that and it kind of just like pops out. Um, The heart is just like, it's a very, it's a very gentle energy. It's a very gentle homecoming. You know, it's a very gentle clarity. Um, And so, I mean, all the cards are very powerful in their own way, but they all, they all kind of, yeah, they just all do have like a different energy about them. And some of them really, really jump out at me. And then some of them are just like, I'm here, you know, I'm here to like kind of provide like a very specific flavor to whatever the aura healing is about. And so the prayer and the heart together reminds me that, you know, channeling is like, it comes to you in so, can come in so many different ways. And that's what I love about the prayer. It's not like, um, we don't all have the same way. And even with myself, you know, the way in which we receive, you know, God, source, spirit, everything, unconditional love, it really varies, you know, and it can even vary, you know, within you. So sometimes I receive, you know, the prayers, energy, Violet's energy with like a very clear, like inner knowing, and it'll just like kind of smack me over the head and I'll be like, oh, you know, I just like understand this now. And then sometimes it's a little bit more gentle and I can just like feel it. And that's kind of like the heart, you know? So that's what I'm receiving from the heart now is that, you know, whenever you, because what this, what those two together tell me, you know, especially with this new moon is 
you know, for me, I did say, you know, obviously this is a lot about home and family, but you know what, just in general, when you're doing your own investigating, when you are doing your own healing, you know, when you are doing your own channeling and whenever you are developing, you know, your own relationship with source or your relationship with spirit, just remember that there are so many different ways in which you can receive that love. You know, sometimes it is a very quiet knowing or a very gentle kind of clarity in your own heart. And that can be incredibly healing as well. You know, sometimes the vision, the download will kind of knock you upside the head. And, you know, sometimes it does that to me and it just like changes everything. And if anything, you know, the heart kind of reminds me, you know, in this situation to just like pay attention to it all, you know, and if anything, I feel like the prayer in the heart here has just also reminds me that I've had like a gentle clarity surrounding, you know, what home and family, you know, what that has always meant to me. You know, I've, it's just like something I've always carried, you know, something that I've always known. And if anything, it's time to return home to that, you know. So for me, I've always known that, you know, family home family it so for example i've got four people in my family let's just say immediate families you know just like keep it simple for now um i have my mom my dad and then i've got you know my beautiful generous uh sister that i literally love more than anything on this earth you know i have so and then there's me you know so there's like four people in my family i've always had this you know gentle knowing that home has nothing to do with you know just them you know i love them all so much you know even though some of us have like you know, some interesting relationships with each other. I do love them, you know, at the end of the day. And, but I, but, or for example, here's like a very easy example. So um, when my parents were together, we lived in one house, you know, that's my favorite house still. I think I, I really loved it for its garden. You know, I'm a very much love flowers. It was the only house actually that had peonies and those are my favorite flower. Um, so that was like my favorite house. And it has, and I was like, I was always wondering, was it my favorite house? Because that's like, you know, when we were all together, absolutely not. I just, I really, really loved the peonies and like the flowers and the garden at that house, um, the daffodils. It was, it had, I literally, I love that house so much because it had the most flowers and the most outdoor space. Um, oh, whatever. Anyway, but that was the last house, you know, my parents, uh, my sister and I, we all lived in together. And then when my parents, you know, split up, they both, well, my mom lived in that house for a while. My dad found a different one, you know, and then my dad moved again and then my mom moved, you know, X, Y, Z. So they did a lot of moving, but like all within like the same area, you know? Um, so like with respect to the heart and just that gentle understanding and that, you know, very, yeah, just that gentle inner knowing I've always known that, you know, for example, home has nothing to do with a house, you know, because I, for example, have lived in one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six, uh, six different houses just within my like immediate family, you know, um, you know, every single time that they've moved. So for me, home is not limited to the construct of like a physical house. Whereas like my best friend, she's lived in the same house for um, her entire life. Or my other really, really good friend, um, she not only has she lived in her, the same house for her entire life, her parents lived in that house, which I think is insane. When I, I didn't know that about her before, you know, because like last year was when I first started to get to know her. Um, 
But I didn't know that like, and what's even cooler, I mean, to me, because my family is kind of scattered all over the place, is that, you know, her extended family lives in the next house over. Literally, they're neighbors, you know? Um, but yeah, all of that to say is, you know, that's where, you know, paying attention, This that's where like channeling from this physical, physical experience, we're actually going to get to that with arrows because that's, I can feel that car's just energy kind of popping in here. Um, that's kind of like the heart's medicine is, the heart and arrows a little bit, is kind of paying attention to what you already know based on, you know, what you've already experienced. So again, for me, home has nothing to do with like a physical structure. You know, for example, my very first house, you know, the one, my favorite with the daffodils, the peonies and the lavender, it's gone. Okay. That house is gone. They knocked it down. It was a very old house. Oh, seven houses. I forgot about the first one we lived in. Eight. See, so many houses, you know, that my parents have moved, you know, with, you know, my me and then my sister and I, when we were like super young, house has nothing to do with a physical structure for me. Whereas I know from my really, really good friend over there, I mean, I can't even imagine what would happen if like they, for some reason, moved. And but uh, they would never move, you know, like, again, they're I think their like grandparents' house is actually like down the street, you know. Um, so that's the heart, you know, in this situation is paying attention to what you already know and returning home to what you already know. And so for me, I also know that family is not it's not limited, you know, to just like four people, because, for example, my dad remarried, you know, so. And so I have another friend that also like is very, very close with her extended family. So my dad remarried and, you know, with my stepmother came her entire side of the family. And they, what's interesting about them is they are very, very family oriented. Um, they're great. They're so much fun. Didn't get to see them last year because of, you know, the pandemic and everything. Um, so I usually, I usually see all of them around Christmas and it's, it's a lot of fun, but see for me, Family is not limited to like four people because I've literally, and this is the heart medicine, you know, this is, you know, just paying attention to really what you already know, you know, within yourself and just, yeah, just really, really being kind of present and clear. I know family isn't just limited to like your, I guess your nuclear family because I've literally had experiences where, you know, my dad got remarried and then, you know, with that came a whole other side of the family that, you know, I didn't really even know. And you know what? I... I mean, I know them well enough, you know, there's so much fun, you know, I love them all. And, you know, they, they're so kind, you know, they have such big hearts, you know, they treat me like family. I think of them as family. And so for me, yeah, you know, everything that I've experienced, you know, has really just stretched, you know, my capacity to, or my understanding of, you know, what home and family is. Okay. So Let's move on to the storm. So the storm is also a green card, you know, speaking of like green and healing. And the storm's also been showing up a lot for me lately, just in terms of, you know, whenever I've been doing an aura reading surrounding like home or family, storm's been popping up. And the storm, it has a couple of meanings. So in this case in particular, so the storm I always say is, okay, So imagine there's like a drizzle outside and, you know, drizzle, you know, where I'm from in the Northeast, you know, that's fairly normal. If you live in like the desert, probably not so much, right? Um, 
But yeah, I live in like the northeast of like America. So where I live drizzles perfectly fine. In fact, it's been raining a lot lately, um, which is, I guess, good for nature. But, you know, I like to be outside, so not so good for me. But yeah, drizzle, perfectly normal. And then, you know, when it's raining, you know, so the drizzle eventually, you know, maybe it gets heavier and it's it's just raining outside. Also normal. You know, you're not it doesn't really catch you off guard or anything like that. Then there might be a thunderstorm, you know, so the storm basically it's just escalating. Thunderstorms also pretty normal around here. Um, we don't get I mean, we get them often enough, but they're not exactly it's not anything where you would like turn your head, you know, in shock or anything like that. But when the winds start to pick up and you know what here our our power lines are above ground. So, you know, where I am in like the woods, we lose power for days, maybe weeks, um, depending on like where you live. Um, yeah, that's something you pay attention to, you know, because, you know, power went out, you know, you don't have your Wi-Fi, you don't have your warm shower, you know, you're starting to pay attention, you know, um, whenever you lose those creature comforts, yeah, you start to pay attention. Um, and yeah, the wind picks up and then all of a sudden it's a hurricane. That's the energy of the storm. So the storm is, I, fr- I remember when I first recorded the storm as a part of the green family and I was like, hmm, why is this green? The storm is also, what it does is it gives you an opportunity to heal. And what the storm does is it draws your attention to something, it, something that needs your attention. And it's the, and the storm only develops. Like, for example, the storm only goes from a drizzle um, in this, you know, metaphorical context. The storm only goes from like a drizzle to, you know, a thunderstorm to like a hurricane if you're not paying attention. So the storm is chaos and the chaos is it comes from you not paying attention to something you need to be paying attention to, you know? Um, So that is the energy of the storm. It is the chaos that comes from and or and it's also what's yeah. Hmm. Okay. But that chaos is a compass. You know, it's it's basically just a compass for your own spirit and your own spirit's healing. You know, so the storm, even though it can be like an uncomfortable energy, like, and what, you know, once that, let's just say you even, if you catch it at like a thunderstorm, you catch it at a hurricane, you catch it whenever, you know, all you can do is kind of sit with it until, and the storm always dissipates. You know, there's no such thing as like a never ending hurricane. You know, there might be some wreckage that you have to deal with, you know, afterwards, but it always ends. You know what I mean? Um, But yes, the storm, it's just like a chaotic compass. You know, all it does is, again, it points you to where you need to be paying attention to something. And then it allows you to. And so what it essentially does is it allows you to heal whatever it's pointing to. So the storm and the one, that's our pair for today. The one is the non-duality card. Um, It is like it is basically the card for understanding that, you know, we are not separate Um, It is the card for understanding that we are one universal family. And so the storm and the one together, what that's telling me, you know, personally in my own life is that, you know, there's a lot of, I can already feel that there's just like a lot of change, you know, on my horizon, you know, especially with, you know, respect to home, family, you know, what does that really mean for me? So what the storm's doing here is saying that anything that, like I said, the chaos, you know, whatever's happening, and it's not like it's not like a bad chaos either. Um, there's just a lot happening. You know, there's a lot 
there's just a lot happening like in my life right now, for example. And it seems, you know, uh, yeah, um, it definitely carries the storm's energy where it's not negative. It's not bad in any way, but it like, for example, the first couple of weeks of, you know, January of 2021 have been lovingly and it has been so uncomfortable, but in a very healing way. And that's that's like the best way I could possibly explain the energy of the storm. It's very uncomfortable, but it is healing. And you you can be aware and it just depends. It's like a perspective thing. You can be aware of how healing it is, you know, if you choose to pay attention to that. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So, for example, you know, at the beginning of this year, I was, you know, for example, like last year. Um, and we start all the way at the beginning. See, so, for example, before the pandemic, I was going to move to China, you know, obviously, um, that did not work out, but you know, exactly for like, you know, very, very good reason. And that was even, what was interesting about that was I was meant to move to China before the pandemic came to the States, you know? So, and actually I didn't even, um, also what's interesting about that is the only reason I didn't move to China was because I was having so, there was like a technicality and I was having so much trouble getting a visa, to China. And I remember, you know, I was, I was really, really amped to go to China. I was so excited. Um, I was really, really excited for like my new adventure. And I was just, I was having so much trouble getting the visa. I was literally jumping through every single hoop, you know, that I possibly could have. And I remember the day that, you know, again, I was jumping through hoops. I was like, okay, well, what can I do about this? What can I do about that? Um, because for the visa I needed to stay for one year, maybe more, had a very specific requirement. And, you know, it, it was very interesting, um, that entire experience. But I remember one day, you know, feeling so frustrated at the Chinese consulate um, in New York, just thinking about, okay, what other hoops, you know, what else is there? And this was before I knew anything about the virus, right? This was just when I was like, I'm just having so much trouble, like even just getting this visa. And I remember coming out of the consulate, you know, feeling literally on the verge of tears because at this point I had tried everything to be able to, you know, get to go um, because I was so excited to go. And I remember just taking like a super long walk because that's what I, whenever I'm like crying, like, cause I do that, um, super sensitive, but um, yeah, whenever I'm like crying or anything, I just, I like to walk. I just, I need to get outside to clear my head. And luckily enough for me, I was already outside. So I was just like walking. And then I sat down, you know, on this bench um, and I just had this, you know, sudden realization. I was like, I'm not meant to go. And I was like, I don't know why that is, but I don't think I'm meant to go. I don't think if I'm trying literally, literally, I'm trying to like, you know, punch through walls to try and get there to try and get this visa so I can go. And I was just like, I don't think you're meant to go, you know, so I let it go. And then like a week or so later, maybe a couple of weeks later, I saw on the TV that there was, you know, COVID-19. It had appeared, you know, a little, like kind of close to actually where I was supposed to go, you know, to where I was supposed to live in China. And my mom pointed at the television and she's like, wow, if you had gotten your visa, you would be there right now. And I was like, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess that's good news. And then it came to the, uh, the States anyway. And, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, 
where was I going with that? Um, oh, right. And so, you know, and you know what that also did, though? It provided me the unique opportunity to be at home. And this is like, again, the storm's energy. Um, and everything that I was saying earlier about, you know, healing and wounding, you know, there was so much that I needed to pay attention to that I hadn't paid attention to for years because I never lived at home. You know, so going all the way from can't get the visa to go to China um, to, you know what, you were meant to go in the first place. And then, you know, being at home because, you know, the pandemic um, in the States, you know, and, you know, everywhere else in the world. That gave me a unique opportunity, even though it wasn't always comfortable at times to be at home and to pay attention to, you know, a wound and a storm that I never got the opportunity to pay attention to before, you know. So it's very interesting how everything kind of adds up like that. And I've never had something so glaring and so obvious, you know, as that experience. You know, I've never had an experience where, you know, and in the moment I was like, I don't think you're meant to go. And I don't. And I remember thinking, I don't think I'm meant to go to China. And I might not know why now, but I feel like I will know. And then, you know, later I found out that, you know, it, where I was meant to be living was three hours away from Wuhan, where, you know, I'm pretty sure that's where um, there was like a big outbreak of COVID-19 there. So, and it would have been very, very difficult for me to, you know, stay safe and to get out, you know, all that good stuff, you know? So, I mean, it, it's all, it's also interesting, you know, how all of that works out. And it's one of those things where you can't sometimes, I mean, that's like a famous quote. That's a Steve's Jobs quote, I think. Um, that you can't always connect the dots in the moment, but looking back, you can. That's absolutely one of those moments. Um, but yes, you know, coming back to the present. So I had the unique opportunity to spend a lot of time, you know, at home last year and to really evaluate, you know, what does home mean to me? And this year, this year feels a little bit different. Um, and like I said, I the... Um, According to like numerology, it's like my sixth personal year or whatever. So it's like, it's all about like home and family for me um, all year. Um, but yeah, all of that is to say that the storm right now, that chaotic energy, again, not necessarily negative. It's not bad in any way. You know, it's, it's not, yeah, it's not bad. It's not negative. It's not wrong or anything like that. It's neither here nor there. What it's doing is highlighting the energy of the one. So everything that's happening right now that seems like, you know, a little bit chaotic, a little bit uncomfortable, you know, because again, you know, for me, I don't know, you know, 2021 kind of started out with a bang for me in this area, um, just in terms of, you know, home, family, et cetera. And so everything that's been going on has been highlighting the energy of the one. And the one is a red card. So like I said, the one is non-duality. The one is acknowledging that we are all one universal family. You know, it is the, you know, we are one cosmic family card. And so I think that's interesting. So that's just a nice reminder that anytime the storm appears with another card, it's saying the storm is highlighting a very specific energy that it wants you to pay attention to. So whatever storm energy you're feeling in your life is highlighting a specific energy. So I always find that interesting. So, and Again, everything that I said earlier about the storm being a drizzle or a hurricane, if the storm appears, that means it's brewing somewhere. 
and it might be a drizzle, it might be a thunderstorm, it might be like a stage five hurricane, you know, you'll know. Like for me, it's not a stage, everything that's happening for me right now is not a stage five hurricane. It's kind of like uh, stage two or something like that. And what it's doing, you know, that storm is really helping me to receive so much about, you know, again, what does the concept of family really mean to me? You know, how can I go from like the heart to the one? The heart was that gentle clarity surrounding. I know family is not limited to, you know, like the like four people or like your nuclear family, for example. I know family is not limited to my nuclear family. I know family isn't limited to you know, a specific house or a specific home, you know, and expanding that gentle knowing from the heart to what does universal family really mean to me? And, you know, even expanding that beyond like people, you know, you know, universal family is not necessarily, oh, and then we can actually go into Eros. So Eros, um, also Violet, carries the energy of embracing this human experience and embracing everything hum- being human has to offer. You know, so when I think of Eros, I think of embracing otherness. And when I say otherness, otherness, I um, think of it as like a capital O. You know, otherness in terms of just honoring, you know, in the spirit of the one, honoring that you know, within your neighbors, within your friends, within your parents, within your family, um, within your partner, within everything that seems to be, or, you know, animals or, you know, nature, everything that seems to be separate from you is actually in you. Um, But from a third dimensional perspective, it is separate from you at the same time. So it's a part of you and it seems to be separate from you. That's, you know, why I capitalize others or otherness whenever I say it. Again, it's just basically a way to honor and respect, you know, the God, the source, the creation that is in everything that seems outside of you. That's all that is. Um, so where was I? Yeah. So with the one, the one and Eros, for example, Eros expands my understanding of the one by saying, you know, our universal family is not just our human family. It's everything that we think is separate from us, but is actually a part of us. So For example, like I said, nature, all of nature, you know, the plants, the animals, the trees, everything that seems to be outside of us and seems to be separate from us, that's actually a part of our universal family. And that's what I love about the one and non-duality. And like I said, all of these are such creative cards. You know, there's so much that you can do with that. So for instance, and everything like the prayer I would say the prayer and the one, you know, going back, you know, to what I was talking about earlier, this is where your relationship with creation really comes into play because your understanding of non-duality, your understanding of, you know, this universal family is only limited by your creativity, your imagination, and your ability to really channel what does, you know, family, you know, what does, you know, oneness, what does unity consciousness mean to you? The one is unity consciousness all the way. Um, And like I said, Eros as Violet, I love Eros and the one because Eros as a Violet card, you know, Violet is very much, it's a little bit ungrounded. You know what I mean? It's it's a very mystical family. Like I said, it's all about like channeling. It's all about your relationship with God, source, spirit, creation. 
And all of these cards together, like we have two violets and a red. They're forming like a little triangle there. Um, what that's saying is, you know, for example, with the prayer, the way that you, let's just say this, the way that you interact with the prayer, the way that you interact with God in general. So there's that. So just think of like the prayer as your relationship with God, your relationship with source spirit, um, for a moment there, you know, that's the prayer. And then Eros is how you interact with otherness. So those two together, how, whatever your relationship is with those two violet cards, that impacts how you sense and how you understand non-duality. So for instance, um, with the prayer. So for example, um, and this probably comes through a lot, you know, in my aura healings, but for me, God is not, and again, this is where like this, it really, really matters. So God for me is not, you know, a man in the sky. You know, God for me is, it's love, it's creation, it's source, it's spirit that is within me and within everyone and everything else. So that, now we go over to Eros. So for me, God is within everything that you could possibly understand as other. You know, it's within other humans, other plants, other animals, um, the stars, um, you know, other celestial bodies. It's within the ocean. You know, God is literally weaved into everything. So my understanding of God impacts, you know, how it is that I basically interact with everything in this human experience. So those are the two violet cards, you know, the prayer and arrows. Remember, arrows is kind of the human experience card here. And that impacts how I understand, how I really understand non-duality, which is the one. And that's red, you know. I love the one as red because red is all about getting grounded. And it is, and the one could have easily honestly been a part of the violet family, but for some reason it did come as a part of the red family. And there is something very special and very unique about, you know, this combination because it is, the one does seem kind of like um like a very, what would that be? Kind of like heady or um, theoretical or, you know, yeah, something that's like nice in theory, but maybe hard to ground sometimes. But the one as read asks you to actually kind of shift your perspective a little bit and ground in non-duality, which I think is, you know, very fascinating. And then the, again, the prayer, you know, your own relationship with creation and, you know, thus influences, you know, how do you view, you know, otherness? How do you view everything that seems to be separate from you? And that in those two in turn really impact, you know, how is it that you see everybody as a part of you? How is it that you really interact with our universal family? So that's a very interesting combination there. And then we have the mother. And I love that, of course, I love that the mother, you know, came through for like the home and family card, um, especially the prayer and the mother being in the same aura healing is very special. So the mother, like the prayer, I've spent a lot of time with the mother and the prayer, um, in general. But the first thing that popped out to me about these two is, again, how you channel the mother, how you understand the mother, 
will really influence your understanding of what home and family is, you know? So all of these actually in general, um, it actually, especially, okay, so the prayer and the one Eros and the mother specifically, that really, really, those four, I would say, are really, really telling of, you know, what does home and family, you know, re- mean to you? And, you know, how do you really define that? So again, the, um, with the one, for example, if you, and, you know, that's, again, we all have all of the archetypes within us, but we all interact with them very differently. So the one does represent, you know, non-duality and, you know, cosmic family and unity consciousness, but we all have our different relationships, you know, respectively to unity consciousness. And, you know, what does that really mean to us? And that's really going to impact, you know, how it is that you view others and how it is that you, you know, for example, um, what I'm finding with all of these cards is, you know, with respect to especially the prayer, the one and arrows, for instance, if you embrace non-duality and you embrace unity consciousness and you embrace otherness, home is everywhere. You know, home is not, you know, again, home is not a specific, you know, group of people. Home is not a specific place. You know, home is everywhere. And I just find that to be, and again, you get creative as much as you want to. So, you could say home is amongst my human family. Home is within nature, you know, and we are all nature. So if like for you, home is nature, you know, our human family is nature, our animal family, our plant family, that's all nature. So you can find home, you know, or the ocean is also nature, you know, all of our, I guess, water family, you know, that's nature or, you know, depending on, you know, how depending on basically your perspective. Um, But yeah, the prayer, the one Eros and the mother I would say, okay, the prayer with in combination with the one arrows and the mother, paying attention to how you really channel, you know, what does unity consciousness really mean to you? You know, what does this third dimensional experience really mean to you? And what does the mother really mean to you? Channeling those for yourself really helps you to understand what does home and family mean to you. So like I said, I've spent a lot of time with the mother as an archetype. And remember, the archetypes are genderless. You know, even though there is one called like the mother and the father and like there's also the king, the queen, the maiden, the crone. And those seem like they have a gender. They really don't. Um, But I would say the card, these two cards, the prayer and the mother, and I would say the healer, but the healer's not in here. So we're not going to get into that. But the prayer and the mother has really, the prayer of the mother and the one, but really the prayer and the mother, sorry. (laughs) Um, has really shifted my understanding of family in such a profound way that is very hard for me to even put into words. And that was by, that was all by spending so much time with the mother. You know, the mother, the great mother, you know, really. So the mother um, as an archetype, it translates to the great mother and it also translates to the source. And the mother actually gave me the idea along with the Bardot and the medallion, actually, that we all, it sounds so silly when you say it out loud, but, you know, what if we all only, yeah, what if we all only had one mother or one parent or, you know, essentially saying we all come from the same source, you know, we were all born from unconditional love, you know, we all come from God. That's, 
you know, and this is where the heart comes in because I say that out loud now, but remember the heart brings this healing of just, again, returning to exactly what you know. That's something I've always known, but things like um, aura healings can kind of just bring, you know, those dimensions of information and wisdom and just like clear inner knowings out of my heart and, you know, into physicality, you know? So everything that I just said about the mother is something that I've always just kind of known and understood, but it was just sitting in my heart kind of like, and I was kind of closed off to it before. But once I began to really, you know, do some investigation and do some exploration with the mother, that really, and that really just shifted how I saw unity consciousness. So the one and non-duality and our universal family, that shifted everything, you know? And that's, you know, how I started receiving downloads about, okay, well, if we all come from, you know, one sort of, you know, if we all come from one, you know, mother, one source, you know, or you could say one father, it really doesn't matter, um, whatever it is that you want to call it. Like, for example, right? Yeah. Like, if you were, for some people, you know, if we, if I were to say, you know, we all come from God, then they might say, oh, we all come from, like, the father or something like that. Um, see, you can get as creative with it, you know, as much as you really want to. Um, but that's the mother, you know, the mother, anytime, sometimes when like cards like the mother and the prayer um, come into any spread, it they're so difficult to like contain because I've received so many downloads and so much wisdom from them. Um, so I kind of have to pay attention to, okay, which one wants to be expressed now in this moment? Um, but all, um, all of that is to say that when really looking at, you know, what is home and what is family mean to you, a lot for me of, you know, doing that investigating and, you know, being creative and just like having fun with it. Because at the end of the day, all of this is just fun. A lot of that had to do with really looking at the mother archetype and, you know, finding out again, the prayer and the mother, what does God, what does source, you know, what does that really mean to me and what does that really look like to me and getting creative with it because the more kind of creative and the more kind of you know specific you can kind of get and this is where you know really developing your own language comes in and really helps you to understand and integrate you know what what do specific things mean to you so for example um what's like one that I can give okay so I very much, when I started looking at all of these like very fun languages, and when I say languages, I mean like astrology, numerology, tarot. What else did I look at? Oh, I don't even know at this moment. Um, when I started looking, you know, at all of that stuff, what really jumped out to me was like the um, all of the understanding that we have a soul and that we have a spirit. Um, and, you know, who knows where that came from? But that just that. And for some people, that's it sounds so simple, but for some people, that's like not a thing, you know, not everything is for everyone. But then I started to play around with, okay, so we have a soul, we have a spirit, you know, where does that come from? You know, so for me, that comes from the great mother that comes from unconditional love that comes from source. So it's kind of like, you know, we are all souls and we are all spirits and we share we share the same source. We share the same family. We are all one family and we share the same home because we all come from the same space. And, you know, that's informed a lot of other ways. So like for me, my, 
me and my friend I was talking about earlier, we both come from the same source. You know, we are both within the same family and we are as much family as someone that I've never met, you know, and someone that I just, I don't know yet, you know? And that's always been like, for me, that's always given me the most, I guess, with the heart clarity and understanding, you know, the heart, there's so many loving cards in here, actually. A lot of cards that have to do with like the story of just like love in general. So we had the heart first. Um, Eros, Eros, I don't, this dimension of Eros didn't really come out, but Eros is very much, it is an embracing otherness card. Um, It's a very sensual card just in terms of embracing everything that this third dimensional experience has to offer. So really getting in touch with the five senses, you know, everything that you can taste, everything that you can hear, everything that you can smell, um, everything that you can see, you know, embracing all of those, you know, just different ways of receiving this human experience. That's Eros. Um, so the heart, Eros, the mother, um, the mother is also, you know, they all just have this very similar story of like love that seems to connect them. And with that, we can move on to agape because agape and the lover, again, are also in this spread. Um, Okay, so agape, another one of those cards that's very, very special to me. Um, Agape is a red card. So agape translates to unconditional love, devotion to unconditional love. And again, this is one of those cards that I could literally spend hours talking about it because it, again, like the mother, the mother, agape, the prayer, now that I'm looking at it, I can't believe they all kind of showed up, you know, in the same spread. Um, For me, agape and the mother appearing in the same aura healing means, you know, paying attention to a specific dimension of agape, a specific understanding which is being devoted to the unconditional love within one another. So that's one of my favorite downloads I've ever, you know, understood or ever received from Agape thus far. So basically what that means is, you know, starting with the mother. Actually, we can start kind of the prayer, the mother and Agape are all connected in in this sense. So what did I tell you about the prayer earlier? And this is why we kind of needed to start with the prayer Because your understanding of God creation really informs the rest of how you would kind of understand everything else in the aura healing. So, and by the way, I don't think I mentioned this, you know, enough or emphasize this enough. Again, this entire reading would be different um, depending, like, let's just say you don't believe in God. You don't believe in source. You don't believe in spirit. Um, That's great. You know, not for me, you know, obviously, because I won't shut up about it, but that's, it's not, it's neither here nor there. You know, there is no right or wrong understanding, but that would literally change your entire understanding of what home and family means to you, you know, with everything that I've talked about. So for me, again, the prayer, my understanding is that, you know, we all come from source with the mother. And so we all have a piece of source within us. We all have source, we all have spirit, we all have God within us, you know, and that's within everyone. We all have unconditional love within us. And so agape, it's so beautiful. What that says is basically, and agape is a red card. So again, agape and the one, 
um, red cards, it says, make sure you are always grounded in that understanding. So agape is stay grounded in the knowing that we all have unconditional love within us and just remember that. And so that agape to me is a really powerful card to have in this aura healing because it it kind of goes along with um, the one and eros a lot. So what agape allows you to do is it un- it's the, again it's the understanding that you have the unconditional love within you is within everyone else. So like agape and eros that really allows you to embrace. So let's just say I'm uh, let's just say okay I have like a favorite garden. I've talked about this garden before um, where, you know, that's like my, that's been my sanctuary, you know, especially, you know, these days where you can't necessarily get together with people in the way that you like, but where I am right now, you can like safely social distance outside, you know, so garden, um, that garden, you know, within the context of Eros, you know, from that lens, it's separate from me, right? What agape challenges you to do is embrace the unconditional love that is woven into every single element of that garden. So every single flower, um, every single insect, every single animal that might be around there. There's a lot of squirrels where I live. Um, let's see the water that, you know, was used to water the garden. Um, yeah, all of the plants, everything, you know, uh, the earth, you know, that is, you know, within the garden. Agape asks, you and maybe sometimes it's a little bit easier to understand with people so I'll do that next um but agape asks you to be grounded in the idea that there is unconditional love within that garden and thus there is unconditional love within everything that appears to be separate from you so for example um let's just say like yeah like a person you know like a friend okay so now agape and eros you know eros a friend a friend that seems to be separate from me you know what agape and eros together would be asking me to do whenever i'm with that person is to honor and understand that there's unconditional love within me and there's unconditional love within them and we are binded in that way and so what it does is that is what for me helps me to understand the one you know so again the one is the one is also a part of the red family. The one is also extremely grounded. And this is what I was saying earlier about how we all understand unity, consciousness, and non-duality in our own way. For me, understanding unity, consciousness, and non-duality has a lot to do with agape, and it has a lot to do with the mother. You know, it has a lot to do with understanding that we all come from the same source, we all come from God, and thus. We all come from unconditional love and thus we all have the same unconditional love within us. And that is what unites us in the spirit of unity consciousness in, you know, the spirit of the one. So that is agape, you know, in understanding that you are at home if you are. And this is where. Oh, yeah. okay, definitely worth mentioning. If you are at home within the unconditional love within yourself then you are at home everywhere. And this is where the prayer and agape are such a powerful pair. Because again, the way in which you understand, and this is why, again, the prayer, remember, the prayer is not saying you have to believe in God. You have to believe in source. You have to believe in spirit. You have to believe in creation. 
That's not what the prayer is. The prayer just simply asks you to get clear on what do you believe. And that's it. There are a lot of cards like that in there. The womb is like that. Um, The one is kind of like that too. It's not about what the end result is. It's about making sure you have that clarity in the first place. Because again, that shifts a lot. You know, like we are all like intuitive beings, right? Like I said, we all, from my understanding, we all have unconditional love within us. Thus, we all have the infinite wisdom love has to bring us, you know? You know, intuition is just something we have, you know? What the prayer asks you to do is just to get in touch with whatever that is, you know, whatever your understanding of the world, you know, whatever your understanding of God is, get in touch with that. If you don't believe, you know, in God at all, that's great. It would be, again, it's more about the process of developing your own relationship and developing your own understanding and then going from there that is important rather than the actual answer, you know? So that's what the prayer does. It's a very powerful card. It really gets you thinking, you know, about what it, and not even thinking, but it allows you to just naturally receive, again, whatever it is that you know in your own heart, that's what needs to come forward, you know, especially when, you know, concepts of like home and family and what is this world, like, what does it really mean to you? Agape and Eros are two, oh, there's like three initiation cards, you know, in this entire aura healing. Um, so there's a lot of like big dynamic energies um, just in general in this aura healing. Um, but yeah, that's again, just to reiterate that, you know, I can only talk about so many things, you know, I can only talk about what I know, but I always want to like make sure I present the option just to, it's literally just a reminder, you know, to understand that my way isn't the only way. In fact, my way is my way. And you're not meant to even copy my way. In fact, my way is making sure that you have your own way, you know? So, um, but that is agape. You know, agape, again, devoting yourself to the unconditional love within yourself and within others. And again, your understanding and your finding a home within, you know, your understanding of unconditional love, your understanding of God within you, that really does inform how you view unity consciousness, you know, how you view the one, how you embrace otherness, you know? It's very interesting, but that is the prayer and agape. It basically just reminds you that the way you understand unconditional love for yourself is the way you that you will understand it for literally everything else, including the unseen. So that's our next card. The unseen is green. Um, agape and the unseen, that also a very, very powerful pair. And actually that echoes exactly what I was just talking about. So the unseen, the unseen is also a very powerful card. The unseen comes in many, many forms. So, and this is another, it is another one of those cards, like I was saying with the prayer where you need to decide and really receive and understand how it is that you understand the unseen for the most healing. So for example, the unseen could have a lot to do with like your dreams, could do, have a lot to do with like your visions. The unseen could be your ancestors. The unseen could be your spirit guides. You know, for me, it's my spirit family. You know, the um the way that I open every episode is basically just me asking you to kind of connect with the unseen a little bit. Um but that's the unseen. The unseen can be a million things. Like it could be your angels. It could be like your spirit, animal, plant allies. It could be 
literally anything that you want. You know, the Unseen, again, it's one of those very, it's just an inherently beautiful creative card. But Agape and the Unseen together, again, that's a very interesting combination. And it's not one that I've ever seen before. What Agape is asking, and so for me, so I think it's worth mentioning, for me, the Unseen within everyone is simply Agape. You know, it's simply unconditional love. So you can't necessarily see. I mean, maybe you can see it. Um, Well, we're talking about the five senses here. Um, You can't necessarily see love, um, you know, within maybe with your extra sensory perception abilities. Um, But, you know, the love, the unconditional love within all of us is unseen. That's how I understand the unseen. And uh, unconditional love has like infinite forms, for example. Um, so basically, agape and the unseen. It, it the unseen. I th- I feel like it already kind of shared its medicine a little bit, um, just in terms of being aware of the unseen within one another. You know, it, it has like two elements. So everything that I talked about earlier with respect to you know, really honoring the unseen and honoring the unconditional love within one another. That's my way of, you know, understanding unity consciousness. That's my way of simultaneously embracing otherness and embracing that we are all one universal family is honoring that we are all, that we all come from unconditional love with the mother and agape. So that's that. But then there's, you know, expanding our understanding of, you know, our universal family into the unseen, which I really like. So whenever the unseen pops up in an aura healing, it's a heavy reminder to just remember that whatever you're talking about doesn't just involve the seen world, but it involves the unseen world as well. So in this case, I've been talking a lot about home and family and what does that mean? But for me, it's not just about you know, our human family or, you know, our, I guess, you know, plant or animal family or anything like that. It's also about the spirit world, you know? And again, this is where the unseen, it's one of those cards where your relationship with it does, you know, determine the outcome of whatever it is that you're playing around with. Again, the aura, for me, the aura is just a way of developing a different relationship with something or paying attention to your relationship with XYZ. So for example, this aura in particular, I'm paying attention to my relationship with home and family. And so for me, you know, the unseen popping up here reminds me about how much, and this is why agape and the unseen is so special to me, how much love I have found within my spirit family, you know? So honestly, last year, 2020, if you told me that I would have found, you know, such deep love and healing and just this level of comfort within my spirit family. And when I say that, I mean like my spirit guides or, you know, my plant animal allies or my spirit babies, et cetera. That all like makes up my spirit family. Ooh, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Um, hopefully I don't lose that, but I already know that. So Um, Yeah, if you told me that at the beginning of 2020, it would have been like, that's absolutely nuts. And so that's the power of the unseen is the more you, there is so much love within the unseen. And that's why I love agape and the unseen together. 
is because there is so much love out there in the unknown. The unseen, a lot of it is the unknown as well. Um, There's just so much, you know? And I think that becomes more apparent to you as you begin to explore the different dimensions of the unseen and really come to your own understanding. It, it's absolutely incredible. But the I just got like a mini download that I feel like I've never talked about on this podcast. Remember what I was saying earlier about how, you know, I have unconditional love within me. So do you. So does my friend. So does my neighbor. You know, all that good stuff. You know, what's also interesting about that is, you know, again, unconditional love is my way of understanding the unseen. You know, so again, the unseen, that could mean anything. You know, it could be your angels. It could be your spirit guides. It could be your ancestors. You know, those are all ways of understanding the unseen. Um, But the way I understand the unseen is we all have unconditional love. And from that, we all have, you know, we all have a spirit, you know? And so a lot of And like I said, and what I was saying earlier was, you know, I found so much love and so much healing from like my spirit family. Um, But in that moment, I realized, you know what, this, everyone, it's kind of, I don't know why I just received that, but everybody with their soul, with their spirit, you know, they, they're also your spirit family, you know? So I have a soul, I have a spirit, you have a soul, you have a spirit, Um, my neighbor has a soul and a spirit, my mom, my dad, you know, everybody, you know, so agape and the unseen reminds us that, you know, in the most grounded way, again, agape is red. It's a very grounded card. It's a very grounded energy. Everyone around you has, you know, the unseen within them. Everyone around you has unconditional love within them. That's always guiding you home. You know, it's always guiding you home to yourself. So in that way, your human family is also your spirit family. You know, your human family, everybody within our human family as a soul has a spirit. Those are your spirit family. Or um, the trees, nature, they all have, to me, they all have a spirit. So, you know, they are also your spirit family. So the spirit world, and this is where also the unseen calls you to really, you know, evaluate how do you understand And how do you view the spirit world in general? For me, part of my understanding of the spirit world is I have a spirit. I'm a part of the spirit world. You have a spirit. You're a part of the spirit world. Our entire human family creates a part of the spirit world because we all have a soul. We all have a spirit. And I think I read about that once. Um, I've just never talked about it here. Um, So there's a lot of powerful medicine from agape and and the unseen, but I think that's my favorite so far is to understand that whenever you're, so Eros, going back to Eros and again, embracing Eros is basically, I love Eros and the one, and I can't, I love that they showed up in the same spread because Eros is essentially embracing duality and embracing separateness and everything that has to offer you. And again, the one is, you know, basically embracing, you know, the understanding of non-duality. But all of that, you know, the unseen, agape, the one, eros, all of those I'm realizing now have really challenged me to understand, like to kind of break through and like understand or come to my own understanding of, 
you know, what does the spirit world really mean to me in the most healing and grounded way possible? And that's just so interesting and fascinating to me. That might be something I have to like further investigate. Um, But for me in general, connecting to the unseen within one another, you know, within everybody in my life has literally changed everything for me. And that's, again, that's where the prayer comes back in. Um, the prayer and agape and the unseen just, you know, with respect to, you know, we choose also the prayer and arrows. Basically, all of this is to say that we choose how we interact with one another. We, the prayer and agape, we choose how we want to interact with the unconditional love within one another. So um, eros, anytime that you are interacting with something that is inseparate from you, Eros and Agape, realizing that you are interacting with the unconditional love within them. And then also putting that first. And I find, and that was one of the very important messages that came through, you know, for Agape for me. Um, And I remember when that download came through. So Agape has appeared in like, yeah. (laughs) Um, Agape... So I have, so my relationship with my mother in particular, um, maybe that's why the mother, sometimes the cards are very funny that way. Sometimes they can be taken very literally. And then other times you know, they have, it's like they hold both, you know, they can be taken very literally. And then, you know, there's so much other multidimensional wisdom that comes from them. Um, Agape appeared as like the main card in the aura with the relationship with my mother. And you know, I guess I wasn't going to escape, you know, this entire aura healing without, you know, talking about her a little bit. She has really helped me redefine what does family mean to me. And sometimes in, you know, less than comfortable ways. And then, you know, other in other ways, you know, in a lot of different ways, she's really helped me with that. Um, But yeah, she has really taught me what does it mean to really put the God within someone first and to put the God within yourself first. So that's a very, very important part of agape and eros in particular is putting, and maybe the mother a little bit too, is putting the God, putting the source, putting the spirit within someone first, and then letting that inform, you know, how you maneuver and how you interact with them. You know, that's also really important to remember, you know, just in terms of, how this world is your family, because Eros, it can be kind of tricky, you know? Um, Eros challenges us to embrace otherness and to embrace separateness, but also while forgetting, not forgetting that we are separate. You know, and that's kind of the message with Eros, the one, and Agape, and the prayer. Um, again, is embracing otherness, embracing duality, but somehow at the same time, remembering that we are not separate and can you do both at the same time? And that's, you know, the huge medicine from Agape here. Can we embrace, you know, the unconditional love within everyone? Can we embrace the those unseen dimensions, you know, within everyone? Can we simultaneously embrace that, you know, we are all, we are all like separate from one another, but we aren't, you know, can we embrace that, the understanding that, you know, we are all, you know, one together, you know, we all create one universal family, but we are all like somewhat separate. It's so interesting, but I feel like more will come through about that later. Um, and then we have the tear. So moving on a little bit, um, the tear 
what I'm getting for this, what I got when I originally looked at this is, you know, anytime you're reevaluating something for yourself and you're kind of, you know, finding your own way and finding your own understanding, you know, things naturally change and it's okay. Like, so the tear is not just about like crying. Um, it's more about release, if anything. Um, and the tear and the unseen are actually kind of like related. They're kind of like, I don't know, siblings um, in like a very interesting way. So again, tear is actually just all about release. So in terms of, you know, family and home, the tear has a very, very simple message. It's all about releasing, you know, whatever it is that you thought was family and home to make way for something new. And what's interesting for me is, you know, that this is why the tear and the unseen seems so, you know, interconnected is because whenever I am crying, okay, whenever, like I said, super sensitive, so I cry. Like everybody else that's human, I cry. Um, but when I do cry, that's when I'm just like that. Whenever I'm like crying, my ego, it just softens, you know? I've seen that in so many people that cry, you know, their ego just softens a little bit. And what that does is that makes way for the unseen. And I've that happens to me all the time. So I mean, and I'm always, and that's a, it's very interesting because again, crying is such a very, you know, human experience. Um, but what it does is it just, again, it allows you to release and allows you to have like new information come through. And the tear is a part of the indigo family for that very reason, because indigo, it's the visionary family, you know, it's the, uh, what is it like the change maker, you know? Um, it's shaking things up, you know? And so whenever, anytime I am like, you know, literally tears are pouring out of my eyes, this is what happens. My ego definitely softens a little bit and moves out of the way so that the unseen can come in with its guidance and provide me with something different that I wasn't expecting. And that's the beauty of the tear, you know? Again, the tear allows your ego to move out of the way so that you can do things differently or so that you can receive new visions, new downloads. And then, you know, once you've like dried your eyes a little bit and, you know, your face might be a little red or like your uh, eyes might be a little bit puffy, you now have this new sense of understanding of what you can do differently. But in order, sometimes in order to do that, your ego does need to just like mm, move aside a little bit. Um... And then again, make way for the healing power. Again, the unseen is a part of green. Green is all about healing, making way for the healing power of the unseen. You know, so for me, like for me in this instance, you know, I think I've done enough crying, you know, surrounding my family. And that's what I was saying earlier, you know, about wounding. You know, it's not the wound. Wounds aren't a problem. You know, it's not. We all have that experience, you know, just like being human. You know, it's not having or experiencing any wounding in any way isn't an issue. What's your relationship with it? That's more of the important question. So um, that's basically the tears medicine is reminding us that, you know, for me, yeah, like I said, I've done enough crying surrounding like home and family, but every single time I do cry, you know, every single time I can feel it coming, I'm like, oh no, there's about to, there's like a shift, you know, that's about to happen. And it always does. So anytime, you know, I am like for me, crying is like it sounds so bizarre, but it's such a sacred practice for me. 
because I know something's going to be different on the other side of that. You know, again, the ego kind of softens. It kind of moves out of the way. You know, the veil is like thinned a little bit. You can receive so much information and so much, so many downloads, you know, from the unseen because your ego and like what you knew is gone, you know, and you're just in this state of like humbleness, you know, humility and receptivity, you know, when the tear comes around. So if anything, you know, anytime you're redefining anything for yourself or anytime the tear kind of comes through, you know, it's just a reminder that, you know, crying again, crying is a form of release. You know, the tear is a huge release. It's a releasing of the ego and making way, you know, for the unseen and for the healing of the unseen for something new, you know? So think of the tear as like a release card. Release so something new from a different dimension or just a different understanding that you didn't have before because you were so fixed on something else. Now it has the opportunity to come through. And then we also have the comic. So the tear in the comic, the comic is always, it brings us levity to any aura healing. It reminds us not to take anything too seriously. And I've definitely needed its medicine, you know, all the time. Um, Actually, hmm, I was just like, I just realized the agape, the comic, um, the prayer um, actually are all key cards in the aura. Yeah, in the aura I have like with my relationship to my mom. That's interesting. Um, But what? OK, so not, yeah. Hmm. OK. Yeah. OK. So the comic reminds us not to take everything too, too seriously. Um, the comic is kind of like a hidden genius in that it understands how to not get caught up in all the minutiae. You know, it understands how to not get caught up in kind of all the petty drama or like the small details of, you know, whatever it is that's happening. So, um, yeah, it just it knows how to access and how to channel the larger picture. The comic is also a part of the Violet family. So that its medicine is so important when it comes like, you know, for me, like I said, family, home, bigger wound, bigger trigger. So it it's no surprise to me that the comic, you know, decided to like pop in and say hello because it brings this very clear message of, you know, whatever your personal wound is, don't get too caught up in it. You know, appreciate it for what it is and appreciate it for what it's showing you. And if you can approach it, you know, with a sense of humor, if you can kind of almost approach it from a big picture perspective, you know, there's so much wisdom to gain from that experience as well. So that's all the comic does. Anytime that it appears in any aura, it's saying, you know, with respect to, you know, how you can hold space for For me in this sense, it's like, you know, how can you hold space for yourself here? And that has a lot to do with, well, that's actually the tear and the comic together. It does, it brings this, it brings a very interesting answer to, you know, as I continue to explore, you know, home and family, how can I hold space for myself? The tear, allowing myself to release whatever I need to release, you know, at any given point in time and allow that change to come through. And then also approaching that change, you know, whenever it does come through with a sense of like levity in a sense of humor and just a sense of understanding that, you know, everything kind of comes together, you know, and when you kind of are able to step back and take a look at the larger picture in general. All right, last two cards, we have the lover and apocalypsis. So the lover is, I would say, yeah, the heart, Eros, the mother, 
Agape, The Lover. They're all kind of similar in theme, um, but they're all very different um, in their own unique message. So again, the heart, returning to your sense of home, you know, returning to your heart and what it is that you kind of already know. Eros, embracing duality, embracing otherness, you know, while also understanding that, you know, we are in separate. It's a very, very powerful card, by the way. Um, what it does, um, Eros in particular, you know, embracing that we all have our own separate forms, but we are all connected. What it does is it allows us to celebrate one another and basically just celebrate different dimensions of God. I can't believe I didn't talk about this, but for example, um, you know, I'm like, I'm a human being, right? Um, with like a set of like, you know, key experiences, you know, I have a history, you know, I have, you know, everything that makes me me, right? And then, you know, I have um, my best friend, you know, or whatever, you know, that I was talking about earlier. Um, what Eros does, Eros and Agape, it, it allows us to celebrate the differences that, you know, we both have. Um, it allows us to celebrate different expressions and different dimensions of creation, you know? So, or like, what's another example? Um, or just even that we both have such different ways of loving, you know, to bring to the table. You know, that's Eros too. And I can't believe I didn't talk about this before, but uh, it's coming through now. So, um, but for example, you know, my friend and I, we're like really different. Honestly, it's amazing that we're both friends and that we've both been able to be friends for such a long period of time. Um, But... Yeah, that's Eros. It's just celebrating the beauty in all forms of creation. Think of that when you think of Eros. So it is a very loving card. You know, I have my very unique, I am a very unique multidimensional expression of creation. And so is she. And so that that's the spirit of embracing duality, embracing otherness is to say, I get to embrace a yet another form of creation. I get to, you know interact with another form of God, another form of spirit and learn from them and just like be there and be present with how beautiful and unique they are, you know, like that's me in another body, you know, in like a very weird way. Um, but that's Eros. And then, yeah, we have the mother again, the mother, I feel like I kind of grazed over the mother a little bit. Um, but a lot of the mother's energy, it does, it's a big like space holding card. You know, it's holding especially um, Eros and the mother together because those two do come as a pair. It's they bring like a very so the mother brings this energy of inclusive <laughs> inclusivity. Why can't I talk? Um, yeah, the mother brings this energy of inclusivity and then Eros brings this energy of diversity. And so the mother and Eros together bring together just, you know, being so inclusive of all the diverse expressions of creation on this planet. So the mother is like, is the ultimate channel. It's the ultimate space holder. You know, when you think about it, and this is why, you know, sometimes I love paying attention to the very literal story. The mother literally channels like, and from my understanding anyway, you know, this goes back to agape and the unseen, you know, how do you really understand and experience the unseen and unconditional love within one another? I personally believe that, you know, we all have a soul, we all have a spirit, and then we are channeled through the mother 
into physical existence. You know, so the mother is like the ultimate space holder in that way and that she can literally um, channel. I think I just said she. Sorry, they are non-gender specific, but sometimes that just happens. Um, Yes. So, yeah, the mother just channels, literally channels life. And what's so interesting about that is, you know, we all have the mother within us. That's why it's non-gender specific. But we all have the mother within us and we all have the ability to just continually channel and embody our spirits in a very physical way. And the mother is yellow. Um, Yellow has a lot to do with confidence and, you know, your personal power. And that's why the mother is a part of the yellow family. The mother you know, asks you to continually hold space for yourself, hold space for your soul, hold space for your spirit as you are, and just to understand that you are constantly channeling yourself. So that's the mother. Um, But yeah, the mother and Eros, mother is all about inclusivity and Eros is all about diversity. And so I love these two with respect to, especially the one and the concept of our universal family, Because what those two do is say that, you know, we are all connected. You know, we are, you know, just in the spirit of unity, consciousness. We are all one cosmic family. But to also embrace the diversity, to be inclusive in embracing the diversity that is within our universal family, you know, to basically say that we are all unconditional love in unique multidimensional forms, you know, um, But yes, okay, so going back to the lover and apocalypsis, the lover is kind of similar to Eros, but yeah, it's also it's also a little different. So um, the lover, it has a lot to do with being present with what is around you. So that's why it's similar to Eros, you know, being present with everything that this unconditional love, everything, (laughs) everything that this third dimensional experience, you know, has to offer you. That is being present. Um, That's the lover. That's a part of the lover. But the lover brings this different flavor, again, in understanding that, you know, whenever you are looking, it's kind of like a version of the mirror. You know what it is? It's kind of like if Eros and the mirror, um, a different archetype, have a baby, that's what (laughs) the lover is like. It's got a little bit of both. So, the lover says, basically, whenever you are inspired, like uh, since it's the lover, we'll kind of go with that metaphor. For example, if you fall in love with someone or something, you know, if you feel love, like, and there's so many different things you can love, you know, it's not just like a romantic one. Um, but let's just say, you know, I love babies, you know, for example. So every single time I see like a little baby, I literally I'm like falling in love with that baby. You know, I just you just like kind of feel it, you know. And I don't know. And so the lover, what it does is it asks you, what are you, why do you feel, you know, such, you know, love for X, Y, Z? And then acknowledging that, you know, with the help of agape, that like love that you feel for something else that seems to be separate from you is actually you feeling love for an aspect of yourself, you know? So Um, babies. When we think of babies, we think of like purity and innocence and, you know, like fresh starts. Um, Sometimes, I don't know why that one came through. Um, And just like limitless potential. You know, what is that baby going to be like when it grows up? You know, what did it come here to express? 
you know, so if I'm like, so that's just like an example. So if I'm like looking at a child and I'm like, wow, like look at their spirit, look at like how creative they are, look at how raw and honest they are. And I'm just like so in love with that in that moment. Basically, I'm in love with those aspects that of myself and I can express those, you know. Um, or let's just say you fall in love with like a person, you know, why, why is it that you're falling in love with that person? Why are you, you know, falling in love with like, or like, for example, um, like I love my sister, you know, I've said that before many times, you know, she's so inspiring to me. What inspires me so much about her is her generosity and how caring she is and just how, you know, that's just like her and her soul, you know, it's just so what I, I love her so much, you know? why I'm like tripping over my words, but so that's the lover's energy. You know, I love her so much and what I love in her, her generosity, you know, how caring she is, that's something that I can awaken in myself. So that's the lover, you know, the lover is basically whenever you love something about someone, it's saying one of two things. It's saying, you know, either receive that that is something that you receive that it is something that you always have, you know, within yourself. And it's either like awake or dormant. So for example, if I look at my sister and I'm like, wow, she's just so generous and incredibly caring and so selfless, you know, I have general, I have the potential to be generous. I have the potential to be caring. I have the potential to be selfless. And the lover is basically saying you have so much power because you can also express literally anything that you want. You know what I mean? So that's the lover. And the lover always, so it is very similar to the mirror. Uh, The mirror and the lover have slightly different flavors. The lover asks you to pay attention to how you kind of feel around certain people. So for instance, if you even deeply admire someone and you're like not entirely sure why, or if you do follow, you know, head over heels for someone, you know, why is that? You know, recognizing that whatever you love within someone else, you have it within you too. And that's the energy of agape is, you know, we all have unconditional love within us and we all have the ability to express unconditional love in like infinite ways. So, and this is why I love Eros and the lover together in the same aura reading because it reminds us that, again, you know, others that seem to be separate from us, you know, they are guiding us home to ourselves. You know, Eros, the lover, and the heart. You know, they're guiding us home to our own hearts. So, and then finally, we have Apocalypsis. So, Apocalypsis is orange. Um, it's a huge transformation card. So, I find it, it's, it's very, it's an initiation card, so it does have, like, a very big energy to it. Um... So I find it interesting that we're kind of ending there on, yeah, such like a big energy, but it is, an in, yeah, it's definitely an interesting way to wrap and tie everything together. Um, transformation is constant. It's a very creative process. Apocalypses can seem very, very heavy. Honestly, I think it just depends on how willing are you to kind of shed who you no longer are anymore. So apocalypses comes up when it's like, it's kind of like it's saying it's time, you know, you have two parts of you that are seemingly contradictory. So, for example, with home and family um, to get. So what's like a very simple example? So, OK, there was a part of me. Um, maybe we can bring in the unseen's energy a little bit. 
Um, so for example, apocalypsis. So let's just say there was a part of me, because there was, you know, a while ago, that thought that family was limited to our human family. That was me then. Now I'm opening up to, you know, our universal family does include all of these unseen dimensions. You know, those two kind of clash with each other. Apocalypsis asks you to shed, you know, whatever it is that you believed before in order to kind of move into a new version of yourself. So, for example, for me, it would be leaving behind, you know, whatever version of me that thought that family was inherently limited to, you know, humans and, you know, everything that you can see with your eyes and whatever and move into this understanding that, you know, family can mean so much more than that. You know, if family has a lot to do with agape, if it has to do with unconditional love, unconditional love comes in infinite forms, right? So that's an example of apocalypsis. It's simply being very open to transformation and always being honest about, you know, who you are and, you know, what it is that you're doing and what it is that you believe in. And that's why it's an orange card. Because like I mentioned earlier, orange is the, it's the family of creativity, co-creation, you know, and then the creation within ourselves um, in general. Um, It's a very beautiful family. Um, But a part of that co-creative process, a part of orange, a part of creativity is, and this is where the mother comes in. It's really just being present with who you are and channeling who you are, you know, at any given moment and really just receiving who you are and not getting too caught up on you know, who you were and like who you will be and like whatever you will express, you know, that's those two together. Um, So, and that's with respect to anything. So I am reading this aura today and I'm receiving, you know, specific, you know, dimensions of wisdom today. And if I looked at it another day, I might receive something else. You know, that's the mother and apocalypsis. It's just giving yourself permission to channel yourself, literally channel your own being at any given moment and finding the power and the confidence within that with yellow and also the freedom and the creativity with orange. You know, orange does have a lot to do with like letting go. Apocalypsis, because the shadow of orange, I'm very, very orange, um, has a lot to do with like fear and control and trying to control like who you are at any given moment. Apocalypsis is one of those cards that does not, one of those energies that does not allow you to control, you know, who you are or anything along those lines, um, anything like that, it really, really does ask you to really let go and let yourself be, you know, whatever, whomever it is you were meant to be at any given moment and always to be shedding. You know, think of apocalypsis as like a, like a, like a really big one, but yeah, just like a huge shedding and a huge release. Um, okay, so that is the last card for the entire the entire aura healing if anything I feel like I've just started something and I'm like it's not um it doesn't feel finished you know sometimes auras are like that you know I record the episode um and the entire aura healing and sometimes I feel like some things are resolved but more often than not I feel like every single one just gives me something else to explore Like there are so many different card combinations in here um, that I feel like you could do so much with and so much exploration. But hey, according to numerology, I have the entire year to do that. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of beauty just in general in this spread. But again, a lot of it has 
to do with and always echoes the message of, you know, the way that you understand God within yourself is the way that you understand creation within others. And then, you know, the inherent unconditional love within our universal family. And I think I just used three synonyms there, but whatever. The way that you understand love within yourself is the way that you understand, you know, love within others and our universal family in general. And that that impacts everything. You know, today we were looking at home and family and, you know, finding a home within yourself and then basically finding how you can find a home within others and how you can find a home, you know, within our entire spirit family. You know, since we all have a soul, we all have a spirit, we all, you know, create one spirit family together. There's just so much more, I think, that like, I'm just realizing that there can be investigated with that and I can't wait to do that sometime soon. But this is like a very fun way to kick off the new moon. Um, So we are going to close this episode the same way um, that I opened it. I always like to say thank you to my spirit family for guiding me, you know, through today. Take a couple of deep breaths and then um, that'll be it for today. So I'm going to do that now. If you need more time, hit your pause button and I will see you on the other side. Whenever I get to close my eyes, I get to check in on my own aura. And always it's it's always like a beautiful blend of orange and violet, which I always find interesting. Um, all right. So that is it for today. I also noticed when I did that that time, I put my hand over my heart naturally. And I don't usually do that. Um, maybe that was just like a subtle reminder that at the end of the day, you know, everything that I said you know, it's all about just returning to the subtle knowing of, you know, what's truly in your heart and just following that, you know? I mean, there's so many different, you know, beautiful downloads and beautiful, you know, kind of dimensions of wisdom and information that came through here. But at the end of the day, you know, whenever, wherever you are, you know, whatever you're doing, just return to exactly what you know. And, you know, the heart, like I said, the heart, agape, eros, the mother, the lover, those are all connected in the, like, a story of love. You know, they're all, all of these cards are made of unconditional love, but those, you know, five, is that right? Yeah, those five in particular are all connected in that story. Um, anything that you are kind of taking a deeper look at, you know, and you know what? If anything, home, family, everything, it, just, it has a lot to do with how you perceive love. And, you know, what, if anything, you know, what does love mean to you? And it's only limited by, I guess, your imagination, you know? Um, But yeah, that was like the last thing that came through. Everything um, I feel like I said today with like home and family, all of it is connected in the theme of how do you really understand love? You know, what does love really mean to you? You know, again, the love within me is within you everywhere else, you know, and that's what connects us. You know, it's the love, you know, that we all came from that connects us and creates this universal family. So um, that is the last thought for today. Thank you so much. Happy new moon. Um, Yeah. What a beautiful, beautiful aura healing. I'm sorry. There's just so much more I, I'm just like receiving that I can like look at, but I feel like that's like a good way to end the episode so if you could rate review subscribe that's really helpful 
um, just in terms of podcasting. Otherwise, I will talk to you soon.